Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is your dose of daily market wisdom with master trader Nick Santiago. Starting from humble beginnings, Nick has been beating the markets for over two decades. He shares with you his take on the profitable trades that will have you moving towards financial freedom in no time at all. To see an in-depth review of his track record and much more, go to InTheMoneyStocks.com. Welcome. This is your daily dose of daily market wisdom with master trader Nick Santiago. I'm Kerry Lutz. Today is 8-16-21, show number 311. Well, we're going to do this a little bit differently. If you listen to the daily market wisdom with myself and Nick Santiago, generally it's just a market review. But I feel that after the weekend's events, also, what's going on with the markets, the beatdown of gold, so many other crazy things going on in the market. The fact that the indices just keep going higher and higher. It's time to delve in deeper with Nick, get his feelings, his views on what exactly is going on in the economy. And uh, so we got Nick Santiago here. You know him well, master trader. He's been beating the market averages for decades now. And Nick, so I figured we deviate a little bit from the uh, tried and true formula that we've been doing for the past almost two years, but we should just go through our points initially. So we had the fall of, of Kabul, of Afghanistan, taken over by the Taliban. We spent uh, 20 years there and $2.2 trillion was the latest I heard. We spent tens of billions of dollars training these Afghani troops and they folded like like a cheap lawn chair what's the impact of this well you know the impact isn't really all that much on the stock market right now but what it does do because it doesn't affect the markets directly because they're really more programmed to just worry about what the federal reserve is doing and obviously their current qe program is 120 billion dollars a month where they're buying u.s treasuries they're also buying mortgage-backed securities but what this what this afghanistan news does it makes traders and investors question their confidence in the current administration just think about it this administration came into power in January, and the first thing they did was cut the Keystone Pipeline. They stopped drilling on federal lands. They're now asking OPEC to print, uh, to print, I should say, but to pump more oil. So there's a lot of confidence in this administration that people said in the beginning, oh, maybe they're onto something. There, there's no confidence in this administration. And whenever you have an administration, um, it doesn't matter, Republican or Democrat, and traders and investors start to wonder if there's something more to it. That's never ever a good thing. I don't think it affects the markets uh, too much today or this week, but I think going forward, I think it could have a very, very big effect. Um, and, you know, as we all know, the central banks are starting to talk about tapering their quantitative easing program. I just can't see them doing it with what's going on here uh, in the current administration. So uh, the sentiment changes and then people's psychology changes. And this happens for institutions too. So um, I, I think it, it, it is definitely a problem. Yeah. Yeah, anything that undermines uh, confidence in the government 
is going to find its way to the market eventually, isn't it? It does. It does find its way to the market eventually. And, you know, back in the day before all of this money printing used to take place, um, whenever a president's approval rating would drop, so would the market. It wouldn't happen to the day, but it would happen generally a few weeks later. And now we're starting to uh, maybe we'll go back to that. But since the money printing by the central banks has really taken control, we really haven't seen it. But this is a pretty big event. This is being talked about everywhere by every uh, news outlet. And, you know, I, I think most of the news is phony, but, um, you know, it, they have no choice but to really talk about this now. Yeah, they can't avoid it. And I guess it was inevitable from the start. Uh, you know, we could argue history, whatever. Maybe we should have just gone in there, routed out Al-Qaeda, and then just left. That would have been the logical thing to do. And we could have uh, gotten out a lot cheaper, a lot less people lost. I mean, 2,000 of our our servicemen died there, 20,000 injuries, and just horrible, horrible, uh, hey, war is hell. And, uh, you know, those people have been fighting for thousands of years. When we first went in, I said, Napoleon couldn't do it. The English, uh, maybe it wasn't Napoleon, the British couldn't do it. Russia couldn't do it. Everyone that ever tried to invade Afghanistan was eventually repulsed and left with their tail between their legs. How are we going to do differently here? And we were supporting corrupt regimes that main concern was uh, the opium crop. So maybe we'll see the opium trade uh, greatly diminished now that the Taliban are back, because that was the one thing they wouldn't put up with. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, uh, the funny thing is that it, it's, it, it's nothing to laugh at. I shouldn't even say funny, but the, the, the terrible part is it's 20 years wasted. Um, somebody got rich off of it. It wasn't me. Uh, and I, I'll, I'll tell you that people are now, you know, a little bit fed up when you think about this, that this is going on for so long and the amount of money spent um, is just enormous. So um, I, I definitely don't think this story can go away that quickly. Um, and, and yes, it, it will affect the markets, I think, uh, shortly down the road. I don't think it'll have an effect today because, you know, central banks are printing a ton, but I definitely believe it will have an effect uh, shortly. All right. So options expiration uh, is Friday. That's right. We have options expiration this coming Friday. That will be uh, the 20th of August. And as you all know by now, um, this is a week of institutional game playing. It's also a week where you're going to hear lots of rumors. You're going to get a lot of geopolitical events. We already see that. And then you'll get lots of ridiculous upgrades and downgrades. I always tell traders this week that you want to expect the unexpected, especially in a lot of the popular stocks. So if you have a stock, say, and we're just going to pick on this one for argument's sake, say Tesla. Tesla was up, you know, on Friday and it was rallying up. You know, these are stocks that are up, are vulnerable to decline. Stocks that are down are likely to see bounces. This is a week of institutional game playing. So just be aware of that. All right. Yeah. Institutional game playing the games uh, never end on wall street do they they never end and i always like to tell people this is the real shark week so be a little bit cautious be a little bit careful out there um you know even though you may have a stock that's in a very very good trend if it is up and it's been up sharply lately it's vulnerable to a pullback and it could be a, a sharp one at that right hey so i wanted to talk to you about gold and silver uh they seemed like they were in really good positions they were their charts were really good and then came options x quadruple witching order hour rather in uh, june 
and they just got slammed and they haven't been able to recover. No, they haven't. They've, they got, they got hammered during that June options expiration. And I, I said back then, I said, this is not your ordinary sell-off. The sell-off was very, very strong. And it occurred on, on, on heavy, heavy volume, which tells me um, somebody was dumping with, with authority there. So, you know, they've had a good little bounce back, but I think that's all it's going to be. Um, I did some work on gold over the weekend. I think gold could get back to around 1840, 1845 um, on gold futures. Right now, we're tr trading today um, as we speak, uh, gold sitting at around 1787. So there's potentially a little bit more upside, but what we call this pattern will most, li most likely be a zigzag up. But there's been a lot of, 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 of selling pressure in gold um, recently, and you got you to gotta respect that. Another thing I always talk about, and we've spoke about it on our show, is that that the gold miners were not leading the, the price of the metal. and they That's what happens when the metal leads the uh, shares for sure. Hey, and uh, and no, uh, no show would be complete without, uh, without a look at uh, the crypto markets. Yeah, so crypto has been, you know, somewhat defended lately. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a very, very good move for the crypto stocks. Today, when you look at the cryptos, they're up just a slight bit. It's really more flat than anything. Um, but we have a big resistance level. They, the, the Bitcoin has bounced 50%. And um, anytime something falls from grace, it can get a 50% retrace. So I tell traders, be really careful here. This is a nice retrace. You're going to need to see more of a pattern develop than cryptos could go higher but right now when you get an initial drop from 65,000 to sub 30,000 a natural retrace brings you back to 45 46,000 so be aware of that and uh, be a little bit careful with your cryptos here at this point in time yeah well one thing i will tell you i've noticed is uh, my little uh, crypto portfolio it's kind of a meaningless thing but uh, but i kind of auto invest in it just to see what'll happen not putting a, a boatload of money into this by any stretch, not at this point, uh, is actually in the uh, black uh, substantially because Ethereum is my main holding. Ethereum has taken a nice ride. It was down to 2000 I was buying there all the way up till yesterday I bought because, like I said, I'm on auto purchase on the 1st and 15th of the month, and, uh, and it's had a nice little bump. It's had a great bump. I mean, you have to look at it. It's it's back above, you know, 3,200, um, sitting, I think, today at around 3,221. I don't chart this one because they don't have futures for it. But what I will say is this also has had a great retrace. So, um, again, when you get those retraces after a big, big sell-off, you, you definitely want to be a little bit careful up here. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. And it could easily get slammed because everybody is telling us now, I look at the notes, you're a great contrarian indicator. That's what they're saying. <laughs> I, when you start talking about Bitcoin, we do the opposite. Well, just be prepared because it's definitely close to resistance. But then again, we don't understand cryptos. So what do we know? But look, uh, <clears throat> looking at the broader markets there, Nick, and the economy, uh, this money printing experiment, when we saw them doing all the stimulus and everything else during... Uh, during the pandemic, uh, we both said there's going to be inflation. And all the experts said, no, no, there's not going to be any inflation. And here we are, we're, we're going at like 5 or 6% reported inflation. The real rate's probably substantially higher. 
Yeah, it, it's much, much higher. And, you know, a funny thing is if all you had to do back then was look at the commodities, you know, we had that big sell-off in uh, March 2020. I was a buyer of copper. I was a buyer of gold. I mean, these things didn't make moves. They made lifetime moves. So, you know, again, if you watch the chart and you look at what things are doing on the charts, you, you'll you'll see, you know, that inflation is here. Inflation's not only here, but it's here to stay. It's not going away. It'll go down a little bit. Some things will retrace nothing goes up in a straight line. That's what we'd say as chartists. But, you know, inflation's here for a while. And the real catalyst is the lockdowns. When you stop production of things, that's it. You've you've created it. And um, again, uh, right now we'll see, you know, the charts do some more backing and filling because many things went parabolic, including gold in August of uh, of 2020. So, um, you know, copper went parabolic. Crude had a, had a tremendous move. Um, aluminum, I mean, lumber, we could talk about all of those things. And but there's inflation and it's it's not going back down to, you know, where it was. It's these things are going to stay elevated for quite some time. If you get another lockdown, you'll even create more of it. Currency of the U.S. dollar. But in the short run, I think the dollar is going to be uh, viable for a few more years. And, you know, we'll try to enjoy it while we can. Yeah. And that all ties into cryptocurrencies. It's always been my belief. I don't care how much adoption there is by Wall Street, DeFi and all that stuff that eventually the government would have to stop. And, you know, recently we got the politicians all buying crypto, and now we're going to get a, a more favorable tax ruling on crypto. So, the you know, the market's actually like that, and that's been the catalyst. And then you got a lot of the um, talking heads, uh, whether it's Elon Musk or Jack Dorsey or anybody else, allowing that. Now, will they create their own current uh, digital currency? I think that's coming, and I think we'll probably see it first in the European Union. Yeah, so you said that the... Uh... The portion or the uh, area of uh, most concern is uh, Europe and their banks and, uh, and the euro. Yeah, Europe's an absolute disaster. Uh, so if, if you just look at, say, a company like Deutsche Bank, and anybody could pull this chart up, DB, stock topped out in May, and you know now it's it's gotten a little bit of a bounce, but that's it. It's topped out. I, I don't really see this thing going higher right now, and I'm just picking on Deutsche Bank, but you could use any European bank, Credit Suisse, any of these other European banks. But this is, this is a problem chart, and that's what all I could say is when I see charts like this, I know that um, this, as soon as soon as this stops getting propped up, it, it's going to go down again. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize, but in 2020, Deutsche Bank was a $5 stock. Now we're at $12.68. It went above $15 in the month of May. Um, but, you know, for the most part, it looks like it's topped out to me. It's not going to go straight down. Could it go a little higher from here? Sure. But this is telling me there's a problem in the European system. And um, I would be very, very careful owning European banks. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, they've always said that Europe is the weakest link in the chain so i think that is the truth and you know again they've killed their bond market by going into negative rates and that's all that really comes down to it's just it's not that simple you just got to watch you know what what actions the central banks have taken and you know nobody's nobody's going to really want to own a european financial company who wants to buy shares in the uh, ss titanic right <laughs> pretty much that's it's a good way to put it but that is that's really really what's coming all right so i hope these insights have been helpful and will help you with your investment strategy and your outlook for the coming year and years ahead and if you want to find out how nick has been beating the average for all these decades just go over to in the and sign up there watch the twitter feeds 
at ITMS, at Nick Santiago01, and at Carrie Lutz. And send us your emails to kl at carrylutz.com. Nick, we will talk to you on Wednesday. Sounds good, Carrie. And so concludes another episode of Daily Market Wisdom with Master Trader Nick Santiago. Be sure to go to his website, inthemoneystocks.com. Don't forget the Twitter feeds, at ITMS and at NickSantiago01. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.